Stupetas y tupetas, what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? The Philadelphia season is underway, and it may have not started in the way we expected it to, but the good news is we walked away with some points. The bad news is it wasn't the three points that we all anticipated. And look, it, it, although it was a short offseason, and we had we have most of our players coming back this season, uh, the rust was definitely something we should have expected. And honestly, I didn't fully expect it. I thought that the uni would, for, for once, start off this season, you know, going go full full throttle on, on especially a, cl a club like Minnesota United. Now, Minnesota is still a really solid team, and I don't want to take anything away from Minnesota United, but. We sh we should have walked away here with three points. Um, there were some mental mistakes. We didn't, like I said, we didn't start off with enough energy. And you're playing at home. You would want this team to just go all out, balls to the wall, soccer, right? But unfortunately, it did not come to fruition. And we'll walk away with the point. And look, it's one of 34. There's no need to be panicking. We got a lot of soccer left. We're not even war. We're not even. We don't even have hot weather yet. So it's gonna happen. It's gonna get better, guys. Uh, and especially. A we saw Mikael all day before the game. We'll talk about that in a second as well. So it's only going to go up from here, ladies and gentlemen. It's only going to go up from here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Union versus Minnesota United game recap. I'm your boy, Ed Parcero, Philly, the owner of all things sports and culture here in the beautiful city of Philadelphia. Before we dive in, first off, Thank you so much for everyone that is tuning on in, whether you're coming from YouTube, Twitter. We got TikTok in the building as well. Uh, make sure, guys, if you're watching this live on YouTube, make sure you guys hit that like button. That would really mean the world for me. And, of course, if you are a Philly sports fan, consider joining the family by subscribing to the channel. We talk Philly sports all the damn time. So join the family. Never miss out. Uh, make sure you guys also, if you are more of podcast listeners, which I, I agree with you as well. You can find these wherever you stream podcasts. You can find it under Owen Philly Sports. We always rebroadcast these in podcast form, so make sure you check that out. Make sure you guys follow on Twitter if you're coming in from Twitter as well. What's happening, guys? TikTok, what's going on? What's happening, TikTok? Welcome, welcome on in, guys. Make sure, again, thank you, first off, for hopping on in. Uh, we'll, again, we'll, we'll be doing something similar to what we did last night. In about five minutes, put the link in the, the, uh, the chat here in the comment section. You guys are more than welcome to come on in. If you guys watch the Union game, you guys want to discuss it, you definitely can come on in and give me your thoughts on the Union as well. You guys can call on in. And, of course, TikTok, what's happening, make sure you guys hit the like button. And follow if you are a Philly sports fan. We talk all five Philly sports teams here on this account. So make sure you guys follow as well and join on in in this family. What is happening, guys? Let's get it, guys. All right, so um, start off, starting this off, obviously – we all know that heading into the season, there is a lot of emotions. There is high expectations. There are some feelings that may have trickled over from last year into this year. Look, the way last season ended wasn't in the way that we all wanted it to end. COVID kind of killed our season. We went against an NYCFC team that was hungry as well, as I would say as hungry as us, and COVID took it away from us. So now we put that in the past, and that's kind of what the point of what the hype video was for today. And thanks, shouts out to TikTok and Twitter uh, and YouTube for showing love to, to that little hype. I love getting you guys hyped up, but we put that in the past, and to, in order to get to where we want to go, you sometimes got to fail. And last year, we failed by losing in the Eastern Conference Finals. We got to take that emotion, we got to take it into this season, and we got to use it as a motivational tool. So I expected going into against Minnesota, you know, it was, it was a it was a pretty good crowd. It wasn't sold out, but I would I'd have to look at look at the uh, final numbers. But I would say between seventeen and eighteen, close to that, had to have been in the stands here in Subaru Park for this match. And I, I thought that the Union would kind of feed off of that. But to start this off, really, it felt like Minnesota really team that the the, um, 
the momentum heading into it. They had some better opportunities. They caught the Union uh, a couple of times. They forced the back line into some mistakes. And if you guys watched the preview show, we discussed it. The last time we faced off against these guys, they tried to use that high press. They forced us into some turnovers. And in today, they kind of did the same thing as well, especially in the beginning parts of this first half. And it all kind of came to Minnesota's fruition when 20 uh, 22nd minute, you got uh, Minnesota uh, pressing us, and then you got uh, um, you got a turnover by Olivier Baizo, and and we'll, we'll just let me let me just get through this play first, and then we'll discuss oh, Olivier Baizo. Jeez, Louise, Olivier Baizo gets for 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 uh, forced the turnover, um, and I believe Reynoso was the one with the assist here for uh, Olivia uh, for um, it was Fracopani. Fracopani really just under overwhelmed Olivier Baizo throughout the whole ninety minutes. I would say. And Fracopani gets the turnover in in our own zone, gets the ball, and then of course Olivier Bizo's out of the play. So now you got uh, Elliot and Glez is trying to move over. Uh, Ruben Lowe just goes right into the box on skate, and he gets an open shot. And it, Andre Blake really can't, couldn't do anything there. What I would say on that play, I don't understand why Kai Wagner didn't come up closer and try to at least chip block it in front of the the ball in front of Robin Lode. I, I at least do something. Look, Olivier Baizo, this is all Olivier Baizo here. Um, Franco Pani really got the best of Olivier Baizo throughout this, throughout the, I would say the whole 90 minutes here. And it's it's tough when, you know, essentially it's it's three on two because Olivier Baizo is taken out of the play. But Kai Wagner should have definitely came up more and at least try to get in front of that ball. But it, regardless, it was what it was. You're down one nothing, 23 minutes in. And it wasn't the start that we anticipated. I mean, if you heard a lot of the the uh, the predictions all throughout the league, a lot of people had the Union winning this game by at least a goal, two goals, a clean sheet for the Union. But Minnesota was not playing any games coming into Philly. Uh, so now, 12 minutes later, momentum it has been it was on Minnesota's side. But after that, the Union kind of woke up and they really got after it at that point and they really created some nice opportunities and and the momentum started shifting back over to the Union side. Jakob Glezis gets the ball out wide, and you we really don't usually see Jakob out wide. And, and uh, of course, we it, with the new season and with Jakob Glezis back here, you're, we got the return of the shoot. <laughs> I love you, you fans. And anytime he's going to get the ball now, it's going to be that. We're going to yell shoot. It's like watching a Flyers game, um, and it is so funny. But he got the ball out wide. He was able to cross the ball perfectly, and Corey Burke making a solid run into the box. And that got the Union up, well, or sorry, that got scoring tied up one-to-one with the Corey Burke header from Jakob Plesda's uh, cross. And here we go. We got a 1-1 game here into this game. And now uh, in the ha- at halftime, it was a lot of good opportunities from both sides. And unfortunately, uh, we could not get any more goals. And I just put the link in the chat if you guys want to come on in and let me know your thoughts on the Union game. You can definitely come on in. And same thing with TikTok. If you guys watch the Union game want to discuss what happened today for the Union, you guys will definitely come on in. YouTube link is in the bio. But we get into the second half, and the Union, uh, kind of more of the same. They had to stay. I would say they played better in the second half than they did in the first overall. Because I felt like the first half was, you could break it down into two halves. I thought the first half of the first half, Minnesota looked better. In the second half, the Union did look better. But um, in the second half, I felt like the Union really got back to it. Uh, did some great, They you saw a little bit more of, of a high press as well. Um, I, I will say this as well. It was tough to create some chances. The fullbacks didn't get up as high enough as we anticipated. And for a 4-4-2 diamond, which surprisingly enough, we saw that return again. 
um, the fullbacks needed to get up higher, and it was tough for Gazak to get to create those outlet passes. Um, and unfortunately, we could not get any more goals in that second half. Uh, there were some opportunities, some nice subs as well by Jimmy Boy. But unfortunately for the Union, it, that was all that there was there. Uh, but I would say it looked, looked like a better team for most of this game. Unfortunately, they just could not walk away with three points. But let's look at those lineups real quick for the Philadelphia Union. Then we'll get to some of my takeaways uh, overall from this game. Uh, we saw the return of the 4-4-2 diamond for the Philadelphia Union, and I was a little bit of I was a little bit surprised for myself. I would have thought that Jim would have started off with the the Christmas tree again because obviously, um, no Mikael Ore, and uh, that would that be the uh, anticipation, the expectation that Mikael would start up top with Julian Carranza. But instead, we saw the 4-4-2 diamond return with your usual suspects in the back five. Obviously, Andre Blake and goal. This usual back four with uh, Kai Wagner, Jack Elliott, Jakob Glazes, Olivier Baizo. Your midfield diamond, the same usual suspects again. Leon Flock at the left, Ebrujo Martinez at the six, Ali Bedoya on the right, and Gazdak at the tip of the diamond, the number 10. And then your two forwards were Julian Caranza making his union debut with Corey Burke up top. A little bit of a surprise there, like I mentioned. Um, and, of course, the subs were pretty solid, and this bench is pretty deep when you watch it. We ha uh, we saw... Um, who was it? it was Paxson? I'm sorry. Jack McGlynn comes in first for Leon Flock. A little bit of, of a surprise for me. I thought that uh, Ed Brujo was going to get subbed out because number one, he got a yellow card, but then he took uh, he, he blocked the shot that kept him down for a little bit. And I figured that uh, he, he did he did look hurt, but this is you know this is Ed Brujo Martinez. We've seen this before. The little little bit of uh, uh, the boy who cried wolf <laughs> at times. But uh, Leon got subbed out first. Jack McGlynn got put into the game the first uh, it, the, the first touches, the first minutes for Jack McGlynn in 2022. And then you had um, Daniel Gazdak and uh, Julian Carranza leave 10 minutes, or actually it was eight minutes later. Uh, Paxton Aronson comes in the game for Gazdak. And you had Sergio Santos making his union de uh, season debut. Uh, he comes off the bench, as we're probably going to see for the rest of the season. But I was also surprised that he took Carranza out instead of Burke. But hey, it uh it wasn't it was the terrible play, right? You you got some solid forwards here. And Corey Burke got the goal. He deserved to play out there for 90 minutes. And um a couple a couple takeaways I, I wanted to say. To me, the best player on the pitch was Ed Brujo Martinez through the through the whole 90 minutes. He brought the aggression, but he was literally all over the field today in a good way. Like he he wasn't discombobulated, but he knew where he needed to be at times. Uh, defensively, he did a great job of locking down guys. I thought he did a really good job of shutting down Reynoso for the most part. You're not going to always shut him down, uh, but he was not getting by El Brujo Martinez, and we kind of talked about that in the pregame in the uh, in the preview show. I expected the Union to go back to the Christmas tree, but you had the the diamond, so that means El Brujo is going to probably be back more on his own more often in that type of formation. And that means a lot of one-on-ones with Reynoso, and I thought he did a really good job there. Um, uh, uh, Minnesota in the in the first half really wanted to use a lot of those quick counterattacks to, to get, create a lot of turnovers, and they did a, they got those opportunities off those counterattacks. Um, and the Union got got a fair share as well. I mean, there was some good high pressing too, and they were doing a good job of counterattacking. It felt like the only type of offense this team could have created was off those counterattacks. And that's where it goes back to my point of those fullbacks. Kai Wagner and Olivier Baizo needed to get up higher in this game. They needed to create that width because Minnesota just really went, they saw, they saw the Union going back on um, getting the, when the Union had possession of the ball, you just really saw Minnesota kind of sit back and just let allow the Union to kind of try to attack within the central of the field. And when you got 
you know, both your shuttlers, Leon and Alley kind of cutting in. There's so much space out space space out wide to kind of create from the outside. And we weren't we just did not take full advantage of that. The first half, there was a great opportunities from Ed Brujo, from Olivier, from Jakob off that goal that we just mentioned. We, that gotta be that has to be implemented more um than the next game against Montreal, which we'll get to in a second as well. Um, Olivier Baizo to me was the most disappointing player of the afternoon, and it, it breaks my heart. We talked about it at the end of last year. We talked about it yesterday, uh, yesterday in the preview show. This has to be a season for Olivier Baizo to just go out there and ball the F out. We know how last year ended. We know his defensive miscue in that final goal for Magno that secured the spot for NYCFC in the finals. He was a big part of that goal that happened. Um, and he really played a bad game. A lot of turnovers in this game. A lot of bad, um, even even in the attack. Like I felt like he didn't, he wasn't picking the right plays as well. He had a couple opportunities of crossing it in, um, but overall, Mbizo, look, he's going to have a short leash this year. You got a young, homegrown Nathan Harrell who is literally right behind you, who is who wants that opportunity, wants to show what he has. And if Olivier continues to play like this, following what we saw last year. His ass will get benched, so he needs to improve upon that as well, guys. Um, it was very disappointing to me, um, and and we'll we'll see what happens. But I'll get, I, we talked about it on a dupe by the river. We'll give it a couple game matches, but if he continues to be a detriment to this club or into this team, like how can you continue putting him out there? So it, it's gonna we're gonna have to wait and see what happens there. Um, there was a lot of talk on, on Twitter about Alejandro Bedoya and look, there's, there's no secret. He's an old player. He's what, 34 years old now. Like it's not, it's not the 26 year old Ali Bedoya with the, with the long lettuce going down his, <laughs> going on his shirt. Right. Um, just being that he was really quick back in, in his, in his heyday, in his early days, at the U S men's national team. But look, Alejandro Bedoya, you're not taking him off the pitch. If he's healthy, you're going to start him. If you have him in your, in your 18. And what we need to remember is that Ali does a lot of the little things great. And he is that vocal leader on that pitch. When you're off on your game, there is an Alejandro Bedoya, your captain, who is willing to hold, your, hold you accountable right on that pitch. He's a very smart player. He knows his game in and out. He knows where to be at all times. And you're just not going to bench Alejandro Bedoya. Now, I have been on record saying that I would like to see Alejandro Bedoya meet, maybe possibly being one of those first guys to come off the pitch. Now, I know that Ali is a very prideful man. We're Colombian. That's what we are. That's who we are. We're passionate, prideful people. And he doesn't always like to come off the pitch. But in order to conserve Alejandro Bedoya, I mean, we got guys on the bet. I mean, we could put Quinn Sullivan in here. Um, I don't know about putting Jesus Buena. I, I guess he'll play as Shudler because he's still got that. that He's got a little bit more of speed to be playing that, uh, playing that position. But we have options on the bench that we could try to put there to give Ali a little bit of a rest. So. To me, I'm benching him. Um, I, I do agree. We need, to, we should maybe not like completely NBA load manage Alejandro Bedoya, but let's let's maybe monitor those minutes a little bit, and we'll, we'll see where, where that goes for sure. But um, as far as the homegrowns go, we saw obviously Jack and, and Paxson get in onto the pitch. Um, Paxson had the last opportunity, which the the officiating was a little questionable throughout the match. I I, I do agree with that. There were some questionable calls. Um, that final one the call on, on Paxson Aronson, and then they blow the whistle at the end. That 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 really was a bummer as well. Um, but I would like to see some more uh, from Paxson Aronson as well. So we'll see. But this 
overall, I, obviously, I, to me, I think there was more negatives to take away uh, than positives. Not too many more. I mean, a couple. But it's it's a long season. We have 33 more matches to go into the regular season. Plus, you got Leagues Cup. You got US Open Cup. There's plenty of time for the unit to kind of fix these little quirks out. And, and I, it's going to be okay. You still got Mikael Ore. We saw him before the game, you know, getting the, the crowd, all, you know, uh, all wound up and excited to for game one. He got he gets into Philadelphia late last night, finally gets his visa situation set up right before the start of the season. But if he would have came a little bit earlier, then possibly he could have played. Um, but we got him right now. And that is the important part for sure. Awesome stuff, guys. What's going on? Let's get to some of these comments. And then we'll get, of course, guys, a reminder. If you guys would like, you guys are more than welcome on in and get and we'll give you guys a couple minutes to come on and let us know how you guys are feeling about the game. As always, TikTok, you're more than welcome to come on in on YouTube as well. And you guys can call on in and let us know how you felt if you guys did watch the Union Game here today. What's up, Gabe? What's happening? Appreciate you check checking in on in. What's happening? AK game and checking in. What's going on? Pretty good game. Damn straight. Let's go. Let's get it. Uh, it's a good game. It was a solid game. Um, it was a little sloppy, I would say, through especially the first 45. It was a little sloppy, not to my expectation. Uh, I know preseason's tough to get to uh, to get ready fully for this game, but it wasn't terrible. Hey, what's up, Dupesburg? What's happening? Uh, not the result we expected. Glad to have the uni back regard for Harold Challenge for some minutes. Yeah, as we discussed and during this, you know, Olivier Baizo not with the best performance of the match. Uh, but we'll see. You know, Jim is the type of guy, type of manager that if you prove to him that you deserve to play during training throughout the week, you will get some minutes in the game. And Nathan's just going to have to push. Um, I think Nathan could play. The thing is, is that Nathan and Olivia are kind of similar in the aspect that those guys know how to get up. Those guys know how to create. Although I thought that Kai and Olivia could have done a better job of that today. Uh, but it's about getting back and playing defense and and just not stepping in shit essentially in a, in a lack of better terms um just not finding yourself in bad situations obviously the goal for minnesota um Brett Pani pretty much had olivia and Bizo. like he has his number even from last season and now this year so uh we'll see i hope i hope that uh, nathan harrell does push i want everyone to get pushed it's it's not just him i definitely would like to see everyone getting pushed um especially a guy like uh olivia Bizo for sure all right let's uh let's go backstage and let's start bringing on some people um, we'll start off with my man, Ian Fitzmeyer. Ian, what's doing, going on? Welcome to the doing, Union Minnesota United recap. I'm good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I have no clue what's going on with the screen here. So you're, you're good, man. I trust you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was actually going watching this in the flash. I'm going like looking back forth because I have to, um, stream it from the, uh, union channel because I have Hulu. So they don't have like the PHL 17 channel, which is kind of annoying for me. Hey, man. Yeah, so that was kind of fun. But when I was doing that, it was like, oh, that was really good. But then I had it was doing research ahead because I knew what was going on in Europe because I put up in the uh, comments section, in the product section. The MLS is both MLS and NHL could be in some severe trouble if Ukrainian goes gets a lot worse if countries start implementing drafts. So guys like Elliot, um, Ganesh, uh, Wagner, all the guys you see from like, Europe, main Europe. But there's some guys I'm trying to figure out, like um, Leon Flatch. He has a dual citizenship here, but he was living in primarily Germany. If I can figure that out. And there's even guys that 
don't make sense. Like um, Freeze, um, McGlee, and Sullivan have dual citizenships, but they're also like born here in the U.S. So I'm trying to figure that stuff out as well, because if it does get worse, the union have no choice but to let them go. And it's really sad because of the extradition treaties and stuff like that. It's completely messed up. And the only thing I've possibly heard is that Russia could be facing some bans for the World Cup if they're still in it. I think I still think they're still able to qualify for the World Cup, but they might lose that because of this. Gotcha. I'm sorry to bring it on to everyone that's kind of stuff that's heavy, but I might as well be upfront on it now so we get ahead of it yeah yeah i mean i you know i've been vocal about it as well i mean for for myself uh the the political side of this it's not really something i, I want to dive into um obviously thoughts and prayers go out to all the uh the, the citizens of ukraine who have been going through this who've been hurt by this we've seen the impact of it worldwide um i, I i'm not going to dive deep into what happens if there is a potential draft I'm, i can't i can't go there yet but um, I, I think that for sure, you know, it's it's heavy hearts right now out there with Ukraine. And I, I saw a little bit of the Man City uh, Everton pregame um, to the Ukrainian players on both sides, hugging it out. And it, it's just a tough situation. Um, and, you know, hopefully we'll just we're going to keep them in our prayers and we're just going to hope that the uh, the best does come out in the end with this for sure, man. But, um, you know, let's let's get back to the, the pitchy. And uh, yeah. what, what did what did you think overall of this this performance here? That's a tough one, one draw, man. It is a tough one, one draw. And I would have liked to see the um we gotta see better on those opportunities because when we ha were having them especially like in the second half i noticed we were having that momentum but we were not finishing it again i'm like oh no that was the one thing like why aren't we um <laughs> finishing it because we keep, we keep punching and punching and punching but we're not getting that final nail through the coffin to end this game because yeah. honestly i think we should have been up at least three, maybe four on them, the way they were up on that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. We had some great opportunities. I mean, Julian, Corey, Daniel, Gazdag, um, even Leon had great opportunities in, in throughout this game. And uh, look, I, I talked about it. Like, I didn't anticipate too much rust. There was more than I really thought. But, I mean, this is normal. Like, this, this isn't... This is stuff that you should anticipate. I mean, game ones of any sport, it's really like that. You got to knock out that rust. So now you got game one underway. The tough part is you got a Montreal team who tomorrow are place are facing off against a tough Orlando squad. So they're going to be really prepared. Plus, they've been in Champions League. So when we face off against Montreal, that is going to be a really tough test to go up against. And uh, the Union's going to have to figure this out because if they play like this against Montreal, I don't think we walk, get lucky and walk away with any points, but you got to be more clinical in the final third. And also, too, we could have Mikhail Ode up, uh, ready for that game next weekend, so that should be some good news. Yeah, and the other thing I realized, because of our experience last year, the Champions League, how will that, how will Montreal adjust? Because if they're playing yeah. in that short amount of time, who are they going to be benching in and out, in and out? And, and that's going to be tricky. Are they going to just do what Jim did? And it was kind of annoying that it was like basically keep playing everyone over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. They do that early. It might come back to hurt them and help us, which I'm kind of hoping. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
Uh, Ian, we're gonna we're gonna uh, move on here. I really appreciate you coming on in, Ian. You enjoy no the rest of your afternoon, my man. Uh, great listening to Ian there, and he brings up some good points, especially uh, you know, I, I thought that Jim he he's got listen, Jim this season has a lot of different type of cards in his pocket that he can play around with this year uh, from formations, different players that he can implement in as well. I mean, look at the subs. It was Sergio. It was Jack. It was Paxton. That's a strong. Those are three strong players that you can have coming into this match. Uh, it, to me, it's just all about knocking off the rust. We know that the talent is here for the Philadelphia Union. You got to go out there and play Union soccer. Jim mentioned that at halftime. They weren't playing Philadelphia Union soccer. They weren't playing physical, smart, disciplined soccer. And that's that's got to get approved upon, man. Dupesburg, the Rivers. It's a great time. I was missing. I, I won't lie to you. I was watching the game and I was singing out. Cha la 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 la. It's it's a great time, man. That you you enjoy, man. Have fun with Sons of Ben and Keystone State Ultras, both great supporter groups, and I uh, can't wait for more from those guys. Thought my Martinez no red card take was going to be out at the win the first game. He was an absolute unit today. Dupesburg, he was the best player on the pitch, in my opinion, through the 90 minutes. Uh, again, aggressive. He was everywhere. He was active on the attack, active on the counterattack as well. And, you know, when we got rid of Harris Madunian, this is what we this is why we got rid of him, because they had the eyes on El Brujo Martinez. He's a guy who, who has great defender, right? Obviously, Harris's um, holding play, being able to create the attack from that from that deep as a regista was was really tough to take away. But this is the modern day era of the quote unquote regista. He's a great defender. He's able to get the ball, track back balls, and then create the attack from from there, and or even from counterattacks as well. So expect uh, some more play from Ed Bruno Martinez for sure going forward. What's up, King James? Visuals? What's happening? Thank you so much for tuning on in. Uh, we see you out here. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. So look, so like I mentioned, next up for the Union, they're gonna face off against Montreal. Who to me, I mean, if you guys listen to Dupe by the River, make sure you guys do check that out every week. That is the Philly Sports Hour podcast for everything Philadelphia Union. Um, Zach Labasso, my co-host, is a really big uh, Montreal believer, and he believes that Montreal is going to be a solid team this year, and we will see what they can do. That's going to be next Saturday at 4 p.m. We'll face off against the Montreal Impact, um, and that will be in Subaru Park, if I'm not mis- I'm sorry, that's going to be in Montreal, and I believe we're going to be at the Olympic Stadium, ex-home of the Montreal Expos for all my baseball people out there. So that's always a great time playing in that stadium. Not, nothing, nothing wrong with Saputo Stadium, but... Dude, Olympic, the Olymp- the Olympique has got so much history and it should be should be a lot of fun. But uh, for now, guys, we're gonna have to survive with this point here, and we're gonna have to move forward and try to knock this rust off. And we're gonna get some players. Mikael Ore should be back by next week, and it's gonna be all hunky dory. It should be smiles from ear to ear, ladies and gentlemen. We saw we saw we had the the excitement right now in Philadelphia. James Harden's debut last night. The Flyers get a big win. Which guys, if you guys are looking for the game recap, we're gonna hop back in in just a minute. And we're going to do our Flyers game recap. We're just going to close this out in just a second. Of course, the Union back here today. The result won it, but we got Philadelphia Union soccer back as well. So it's all great here in Philadelphia. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do, do it for today's uh, Union game recap. Thank you so much for tuning on. It really means the world to me. Again, the Union uh, draw with Minnesota United 1-1 to start off the season. We'll be back at it next weekend, next Saturday the 5th. We'll be facing off against Montreal at 4 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel for some more Philly sports content. And, of course, make sure you guys uh, subscribe to Oi Philly Sports for all your podcast needs. I go by name of El Parcero Philly. I'm telling you guys to dupe on. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>